Hi there! Welcome to episode 14 of the Waveback Music Podcast. Today's game is Rocket Knight Adventures for the Sega Genesis. Enjoy! Hello again, this is the Waveback Music Podcast, a show where we listen to and reminisce about some of the best video game music there is. My name is Chris, and I'm your host. Tonight we'll be listening to one of the best soundtracks the Sega Genesis has to offer that isn't tied to the worlds of Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm talking about Konami's mascot that wasn't, Rocket Knight Adventures. Rocket Knight Adventures was released for the Sega Genesis in September 1993, and was only the fourth game the company made for the platform, which is rather impressive considering what seemed to be a display of clear mastery of the Sega Genesis and its strengths. The game centers around an opossum named Sparkster, who sets out to save his kingdom from invading pigs with a surprisingly robust arsenal of robots and other mechanical weapons, armed with nothing but a projectile-flinging sword, a jetpack, and his wits. If you've never played the game, Sparkster himself is absolutely adorable, and is easily the best opossum protagonist I've ever seen. Take that, awesome possum. The game's soundtrack was composed by Masanori Ouchi, Akihara, Michiru Yamane, and Masanori Adachi. Having four different composers on a single Genesis game might explain a few things, but more on that in a bit. Masanori Ouchi, I couldn't find much information on aside from being a part of the Konami Kuhiha Club, which is basically another name for Konami Sound Team. He seems to have done some work on the Twin B series, Castlevania, and this game. Akihara is known uh, for her work composing anime music, but has done various works for Konami over the years, her most popular works here in America being her contri- contributions to Rocket Knight Adventures uh, and its sequel, I believe. Michiro Yamane probably has the... Uh, Probably has the most impressive resume, composing music from uh, for some of Konami's best Genesis games, including Castlevania Bloodlines, Contra Hardcore, the sequel to Rocket Knight Adventure Sparkster. Uh, she also did the music for the original shooter Nemesis, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Fall of the Foot Clan for Game Boy, and, oh yeah, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Finally, Masanori Adachi, we spoke briefly about in our last episode for his part in the soundtrack of Super Castlevania IV, as well as working on Snatcher, Axelay, and the NES version of Russian Attack. I'll say right off the bat that I am very fond of this soundtrack. It's got some truly excellent music, and this game as a whole, I also love as well. So let's jump right in. Uh, track number one is going to be the opening cutscene. The title screen for Rocket Knight Adventures doesn't have any actual music. The first sound you hear is the little Konami jingle when the, the logo shows up on the screen, and then just a, a blank screen, and uh, Sparkster is standing there on the screen looking all adorable with the, the title on it. Uh, you press start, and then there's this nice little opening cutscene where Sparkster is standing on top of a mountain, and he pulls out his sword, and just this music does a great job of exactly what you want it to do. It sets the scene. So here is track number one, opening cutscene. Now, like I said, this is a very good stage setter. It's, um, you know, kind of establishes the, the, the general feel that the game seems to be going for from the start. Uh, this is going to be a recurring theme throughout this episode, is that this game is absolutely bananas, and when you think about where it starts and compared to where it ends, it is, it is quite a journey, and uh, a lot of it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, uh, especially musically. There's there's several tracks in this game that don't seem to fit the stage that they are, are set to, but like I said earlier, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, this opening cutscene, however, is is really great at getting you, you, you pumped and ready to start playing this game. Uh, now, track two is another little intro. This is the stage intro music. This is what plays whenever you... Um, 
uh, level 2-1, or stage 2-1, sorry, or stage 2-2 in the little title of it, and, you know, plays this little, you know, trumpety number that just kind of gets you riled up and ready to go forth and be heroic. So, here is our short, sweet little to the point, track 2, stage intro. Yeah, that again, that really helps with the, the majestic, adventurous feel that this game is going for. Now, speaking of adventurous, track number three is Kingdom of Zebulos. And this is, this is the stage one of the game, and it is everything a stage one so- song should be. It matches the action, it fills you with a sense of adventure, it's, it's kind of oddly dynamic, it's, it's a great theme. It's really, really fun to listen to, great at getting uh, stuck in your head. It's, it's one of the few tracks in this game that has a, a clearly defined hook to it. So without further delay, let's enjoy Kingdom of Zebulos. mentioned that this piece was oddly dynamic because while it seems like a straightforward uh, you know, first level heroic kind of song then it does that kind of slow down bit with that alarm sound but it's so ah so fun it's and and this stage that it matches with is like this kind of steampunky medievalish setting which is where you think this whole game is going because you know you've got this suit of armor like a knight but you've also got a jetpack so it's like swords and technology it's got this very steampunk kind of vibe to it and uh everything about this stage with the you know the giant pig creatures running on those big mechanical monsters and and you know learning how to use your jetpack and bouncing off the walls uh this song is also used uh, a, a track or two later we're going to listen to a few tracks before it but um the second half of this stage you know goes back to using this music where you're inside of this castle and um oh there's just some some really great great effects um like this um this heat effect where the whole level just starts you know bending and warping because of all this extreme heat that's that's blowing it's just blasting through the back of the screen you're trying to dodge these giant fire columns that are shooting at you oh it's 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 great stuff it's really great stuff so track number four um interrupting the two parts where kingdom of zebulos is used uh is the sub boss where uh, this first sub-boss is like this uh, water fountain, water, water fountain, waterfall thing. Uh, you fight this pig creature in a very Dr. Robotnik-style tank that's shooting little fireballs, but after you beat it up, 
it uh, the the bridge that you're fighting on falls out from underneath you and you're falling down this waterfall and the the water effect is really really cool looking um but more to the point this song uh the sub boss song is it's it, it does its job incredibly well because you get to it, and when you first get to it, you're like, okay, this is a boss, because the music has changed, you're now fighting a boss, and it's got you know, a little bit of a playful attitude to it, it's still, it gives you a sense of danger, but it's still got that little bit of a playfulness to it, and it matches the overall sensibilities of what it's trying to accomplish, because when you actually do get to a boss, when that, that music is more intense, so you know that there's a, di- a big difference between the boss and the sub-boss. So, Without further ado, here's track number four, Sub Boss. little track it's a like i said it just kind of it it has the right instrumentation to it where you don't feel like there's too much danger but you kind of you kind of feel like there's some it's it's intense enough to know that you're fighting some kind of a boss now this is this is a great track track number five we're about to listen to is called across the sea and it's kind of the first time where it, it in the first instant it really matches the game, and then after a few minutes, it kind of stops matching the game. Um, you beat the the first sub boss, and you're on a platform, and it's just silence. It's just you and a platform and a little power up. And as soon as you grab the power up, the game turns into a gradient style scrolling shooter, and you just have infinite rocket pack, and you're just flying around, shooting your little sword laser beams at everybody, and it is really really cool. And this music that matches along with it, it like because you first take off and there's no real enemies attacking you for for a couple of seconds and this music is very soaring it's very it's just it fills you with this sense of like i'm flying for the first time it's it's very very majestic so uh before we go any deeper into it here is track number 5 across the sea So again, this is the first time you're ever truly flying in the game, and it feels so good to grab that power-up, and you're flying over this this 
sea over this ocean and there's these mountains going by in the background it's a beautiful beautiful landscape and you're flying super fast and this music just matches it perfectly but then all of the other actions on the stage starts happening all these enemies start attacking you and you fight this really cool uh boss and not really a sub boss kind of thing just this big dragon like creature and the music kind of stops matching it because like this is this is music about flying and then all of a sudden you're it's not matching all the action that's happening on the scene because it's a very action-packed type of stage so this is our first real instance of something went awry somewhere when this track was being written as opposed to what was you know finally happening in the game anyway uh after you beat this section where you're first listening to this song and you're flying through the sky you bust through the castle walls and then you play the rest of the 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 first stage and it goes back to the kingdom of zebulus music the whole thing I was telling you about with the fire columns and all that's super great, but you're making your way up to the top of the castle. And that is where you hear track number six, Boss. This is my track of the night, without a doubt. This song is incredible. It's, it is some of my all-time favorite boss music. It is crazy intense, which makes the, the bosses feel more intense. Like, you know that this is a more important boss battle than whatever you were playing with that other sub-boss music. It is just astronomically crazy cool. And the first time you hear this music, the first, like, real boss you fight is this mechanical snake monster. You get up to this this final room in the castle, and this giant snake monster pounds through the ceiling in three different places and then it starts coming through the walls and shaking its tail all around and it is with this music coupled with it it's so crazy intense it's so so good um we're gonna go ahead and listen to the track here is track number six boss just such an intense oh wonderfully intense piece of music um so this, you have that kind of like alarm sound going on in the background like just setting up the baseline of it just all right you're in trouble there's a, like, an, an alarm sound going on and the way the drums kind of build but there's not even a whole lot of drums in the track a lot of the drum sound you know the rhythm comes from the, the kind of a slap bass sound that's going on there and like every piece of the song it does a great job of throwing you off your rhythm. You know, because like old school bosses, a lot of it is just memorizing patterns. And so this song works on a pattern. It goes, you know, eight beats, eight beats, eight beats, and then it just throws this four and then loops right before you get to an eight. Um, 
it just it's just in the middle of it just to just throw you off track so while you're fighting these bosses and you're memorizing these patterns and they have their own little you know quirks and oddities the music is doing its great its own business to keep you off guard and it's oh it's so so phenomenal and all the bosses that this music plays with is is really good like there's a boss where you're um, running away from your rival in a giant mech suit, and then he eventually chases you into your own giant mech, and then you duke it out. Um, there's like a, a lava fish that's eating and, and spitting out all these platforms that you have to, you know, jump on and, and, and jump off of. Um, <clears throat> there's a, a, a train boss that's like shooting his wacky little hands at you and whatnot. This, the, the bosses in this game, particularly that snake boss I was talking about, is the crunching sound that that thing makes when it's when it's pounding through the walls? It, it's it's contra worthy. Like it reminds me a lot of something out of like Contra: The Alien Wars. The intensity is out of this world, and I I love it, love it to death. All right, so the next track we're going to listen to is track number seven. That is Mountain Range. Uh, this one is almost a mismatch. Uh, it's um well, it's an interesting track. So let's go ahead and listen to it. Here is track number seven. Mountain Range. This, oh, jeez, this track, that bass line is so, so good, and it's like, man, this music is, is invigorating. It just, it's great, great action game music. The sad part is, is that this music plays over an incredibly slow and plodding stage. It's a great stage. Like, it is a legitimately awesome stage. You start off floating in this water with the mountain range in the background, and you just, you, you're kind of like swimming through this, this area where all these, these pig guys are coming on these motorboats and whatnot, and then you get to this part where there's, there's two sides of a waterfall, and you keep going back and forth, like, to, you know, this, this platform's on one side, this is on the other, and you just, you know, jump on these things that go back and forth. It's very, very clever. It's, it's really well done, incredibly clever, but it's all very meticulous. It's very intelligent and, 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 difficult platforming and you've got this music that just makes you want to go fast and break stuff but the game wants you to go very slow and be very careful it's i i don't understand the decision for the, for this stage it 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 doesn't match great music great stage but we're we're these are two great tastes that taste weird together now on track number 8 another um mismatch uh this is called minecart ride and uh it kind of matches but it kind of doesn't i don't know it's it's a weird track but uh, so so let's let's go ahead and listen to it here's track number eight minecart ride
Okay, so so where do I even begin with this this track? Um, it starts off. I get it. You're you're in a mine cart and you're going up and down these these rails. So it's kind of like roller coastery. So I almost get that circusy theme park vibe out of it. But then it goes into that this weird ragtime part, and it's what the heck am I listening to? It's it's a neat piece of music. Uh, it, I mean, it's certainly not my my favorite song in the game by any stretch of the imagination. It's not bad though. It's just it's it's really bizarre, and it it feels really out of place on this stage. Um, it, it's it's uh, I don't even know. <laughs> it's just so weird. Um, but that's that's this game for you. It's it's certainly weird, and it is not going to get any less weird as the as the <laughs> as the evening goes on. Uh, so let's move on to track number nine, Kingdom of Devotindos. Um, Devotindos. I don't know how you're supposed to say that. but um, So this is another one of those flying stages, and uh, it's it, it's a good one. It's neat stuff. So here, let's, let's listen. Track number nine, Kingdom of Devotindos. So this one actually does match pretty well. This is, like I said, it's another auto-scrolling flying stage, and you're flying over this, um, like, pig city, uh, and th th this stage, for some reason, has always reminded me of Airzonk for TurboGrafx-16. I, I don't know what it is, something about the, the way everything is animated, but th this song is really, really interesting because it starts to, this has that kind of, like, almost you know, old-school sci-fi Flash Gordon-y type sound to it, I, I guess. I don't know. It, that's that's kind of what it invokes to me. And it starts to kind of make sense with the weird direction that this game is going, because while you started off in the first level where there's, like, burning grass huts in the background, now you're flying over a major city, and it's... You're, you're going into space. Like, this... <laughs> This game is all over the map. It's so it's wildly creative, but there's there was definitely some sort of mismatch going on. There was like some of the dots just don't connect. But with this track, uh, it, it works really well for what it is. I, I like how it's got kind of a, a fairly recognizable, like a little something that can get stuck in your head, a little 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 earworm going on in there. It's it's a good track. It's it's a lot of fun. Again, not my favorite, but it's it's a lot of fun. It's a really good one. Now, uh, on to another crazy mismatch of a stage. Uh, we're going to move on to track number 10. Uh, this track is called Techno City 1. Uh, after you uh, land from flying through the city, uh, you, you're in this building being chased. 
uh, through these mazes. Um, let's listen to the track before I go any further. Here is track number 10, Techno City 1. Uh, this is one of those ones, if you look at it mathematically, uh, this does not match the action that's happening in the game. There, this, this stage is intense. Uh, but for some reason, it, it matched for me. I, I don't know why. I don't know what it is about this song that works for me in this stage. Because uh, if you look at it just, just on paper, there's no way this, this works. This stage is intense. It's meant to be fast-paced. And obviously, something else would have been better fit for this stage, without a doubt. But like this music is is almost like it's designed for a stealth stage like you're you're trying to sneak your way through something but there's something oddly battletoads-ish about this this stage and i don't know what it is about this music that is invoking feelings of battletoads within within me but it oddly works no matter how you slice it though this is a pretty cool song it's it's a neat little sneaking around track uh, it, it's it takes things down quite a bit it's it's good. It is a it is an excellent addition to the game soundtrack. And if you've never played the game and you're just listening to the music, it's a neat little thing to throw in there. Now on to track number eleven, which is called Deep Space. This is another auto flight stage, uh, and it's essentially a space shooter. And this song matches it perfectly. Uh, here is track number eleven, Deep Space. <laughs>
This is this. Now here's a track that just fits its stage like a glove. This this music could very well be in a Gradius or an R type or something. It is just spot on. You're you're flying through space. You're you're blowing up stuff with your little laser sword. It is outstanding. And what's neat about this track is that. I, when I'm listening, when I was downloading this soundtrack, now this is before I had, I had ever gotten this far in this game, is I, I had the whole soundtrack. So a friend of mine had this game, and I had never beaten it myself uh, before, you know, relatively recently, and definitely not before I downloaded the soundtrack. I listened to the first like few seconds of this song, and I just skipped it. Uh, until I was, uh, I had played this game, and that song came on, I was like, oh, geez, this is going to be an intense level. But then after that little intro, and it all just kind of, it doesn't necessarily calm down, it just kind of spaces out, and it just turns into this really neat, techno-y sounding, th great, great track. Phenomenally fits well with this with this stage, uh, just just a very well done thing. I, I like the, the spacey feel to it, and because it's using all the same instrumentation as all the rest of the tracks in the game, it, it, all, it oddly fits. Now, again, this is, you're so far removed from where you started. Um, but this game really does feel like a journey by the time you're done with it. Like you, this game will put you through the ringer. And because uh, I mean, at least for me, I think it's a pretty tough game. I think it's pretty darn darn difficult. And when you think about where you start to where you end, uh, the the music takes you along for that weird ass ride too. So we're uh, we're, we're getting there. Now we're on to track number twelve, the Pig Star. Um, you're inside of a space station now. We have gone from grass huts to space stations absolute insanity here. But then again, it's a game about a possum with a jet pack fighting giant pigs from space. So yeah, it, it is clearly insanity. So so here's the pig star. You're inside of a giant uh, pig space base. And uh, let's listen to the music. Here's track number 12, The Pig Star. Now this one, it's again really not my favorite track of the game, um, but it, it fits the stage incredibly well. Uh, it's it's very intense. It's very dangerous sounding, and you're you're at the last stage of the game, so yeah, you're darn right it's dangerous. There's there are lots of pig robots out to kill you around every single turn, but it's the entire time this music is playing that very kind of alarmish sound, similar to that boss music I love so much, and all this very technology based feedbacky sounding kind of stuff. 
it hits the danger that you are in very perf- just just perfectly because you're in a lot of danger. It's a tough stage, and uh, the music does a great job of setting that stage. The music is is great for that. Now, we're going to listen to the music from the last boss of the game, Devilgus Phase One. I am only going to play Phase One because Phase Two is is um. It's not my least favorite track in the game. I don't even remember that what that track is called, but there's there's a level I skipped in here. It's just um, you're on a, a spaceship and the music is just ridiculous. It's it's not good, uh, but the uh, uh, the the Devilgus Phase Two music is just the boss music I love so much sped up, and it 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 actually harms it more than anything else. It it, I, it feels like it's supposed to make it seem more intense, I guess, but it didn't need to be more intense. Um, so just playing that music twice as fast is it was, was not a great plan. I'm sorry. And speaking of not great plans, here is the music for Devilgus Phase 1. I'm not even going to say anything about it, other than that this is it. This is the culmination. This is the final boss of the game. And this is the music you get. So if you had told me that we were going to go on an action-packed space adventure and you were going to get to the last boss of the game and it was going to play a weird mariachi salsa tune, I don't know that I would have believed you. Um, it, it almost makes sense just because, you know, this is just his first form and he's kind of goofy looking, but there should be some kind of intensity going on here and I'm just not getting it from this song. This is, this is such an incredible mismatch. I possibly the most mismatchiest mismatch in the game, and that's saying something. Uh, it's it's not. I don't know that I'd call it a bad track. It's certainly not what I would consider good. Uh, I don't find it particularly offensive, other than its use and where it is. But it's not something I exactly enjoy listening to on its own. Um, it's just insanity. It's just straight up madness. I, I don't get it, and I never will. But uh, let's let's end things on a positive note. We're on our last track of the night, track 14, the ending the ending credits, and uh, we really do go out on a win. This is a this is a great little tune. Um, 
that kind of ties everything all back together as as uh, Sparkster is flying off into the sunset or whatever. Um, here it is, track number fourteen, ending credits. like very much how this ties everything back together. This this has a lot of roots back into that, you know, into that first song, the 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 first track from the first level, The Kingdom of Zebulos. It's got a lot of, you know, little cues that heading back to that, a very end of an Indiana Jones kind of theme. A very very John Williams-ish going on there. Um it's good stuff. It's a and boy, have you earned it by the by the time you finish this game, I really feel like you've earned it because this, this is a tough one. Um, this took me a very long time to beat. Uh, it, it's it's good stuff. I don't know what else to say. This was this was a really fun game with a really fun soundtrack. And even though Sparkster, you know, you know Rocket Knight Adventures, that the character Sparkster got himself a couple of sequels, a really odd sequel situation too, where the the, the original one was on only on the Genesis, and then the sequel was made for the Super NES and the Genesis. It was called Sparkster. It had a lot of the same music, and the cover art was exactly the same. But the games are totally different, which is incredibly bizarre. Uh, but uh, And then it got another pseudo-revival thing on the Xbox 360 and PlayStation Network, which I did not care for in the least. I actually just tried replaying it again to see if I was uh, just being overly harsh on it because of my uh, retro goggles for this old series. And it's just a it's a soulless, hollow shell of what uh, the, gen- the original games were, uh, especially the first one. And uh, so I, I, I recommend avoiding that game. It's not very fun. Uh, it has no soul. This game, on the other hand, is just is soul for days, and I cannot recommend it enough. I cannot understand why this hasn't been ported to anything. Uh, at the, I mean, at the very least, the Wii Virtual Console would have been a perfect perfect place for this to sit. Konami did plenty of other games, uh, made uh, plenty plenty of their other games available on 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 different consoles over the years. But for some reason, their Genesis stuff is just is is locked away. I mean, obviously Ninja Turtles Hyperstone Heist, that's not going to show up anywhere because of licensing issues, but you've got Contra Hardcore, Rocket Knight Adventures, Sparkster, uh, and um, Castlevania Bloodlines. All just, they haven't been ported to anything. It's very strange, but, you know, 
what are you going to do, right? Konami is uh, exactly what it is, whatever's left of that company. And hopefully Sparkster will make a proper comeback someday, or at the very least, his games will be ported somewhere for future generations to easily get their hands on and experience, because this game... Uh, is really well worth your time, and really some of the coolest, some of the coolest stuff on the Genesis. It's one of my favorite Genesis games, easily one of my favorite Genesis soundtracks. And that's our show. Uh, tune in next time where we'll be doing a uh, a Christmas episode because uh, it's that time of year. Tis the season to be jolly, and uh, there's a lot of really great video game music. Uh, that's either winter-themed or Christmas-themed, or even a couple of great video game covers. I'm not going to limit myself to just games themselves uh, this next episode, because there's a lot of video gamey Christmas music I like to listen to, and, and that should be fun. As always, I would love to hear from everyone's thoughts and memories of, uh, of you know, Rocket Knight Adventures or any of the other games we've played on the show, so if you like, you can send your uh, thoughts, memories, hopes, and dreams to mail at geekade.com, and while you're at it, Check out all our social media channels, which you should totally follow slash like slash subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. And for, um, on behalf of myself, because I'm the only one here, thanks again for listening, and good night. <laughs>